Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Report Podcast, episode 83. 83. No, I'm sorry, 88. 83 is not it. I saw I two, saw two numbers and mixed them up. Nope, it is 88. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here to talk to you today about video games. Actually beat quite a few, well, I guess like two video games this week. Um, I finally finished up Kid Icarus Uprising, which if you don't know, I've spent the last two years uh, playing through Kid Icarus Uprising very slowly, which is really sad because I actually like the game a lot. Well, I, I like, I think the gameplay is fine for the most part. I enjoy it in the way that I enjoy most on-rail shooters and stuff like that, but the dialogue and voice acting are really like, it's really goofy and well-written, I like, and I, I like that the characters are weirdly, like, it's weird, it's like, because the original Kid Icarus doesn't have a lot of story, or I haven't played it, so I assume it doesn't have a lot of story because the NES game, and there's the, the Game Boy Advance, or the Game Boy game, which I assume probably also doesn't have a lot of story, so there's all these characters that are a part of this world that they, they feel like really naturally fitted in, in a way, it's almost like this universe existed before Kid Icarus Uprising, in a way, that that it's just strange that it feels like it, it it all fits together so well, like beginning with the first, or I guess the third game that actually, but the first game that like implemented most of these characters. I assume most of these characters didn't show up at any other point in the game outside of, you know, maybe some bosses in the NES version or or something like that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I can't say I followed the story very well, but it gets, it goes places. <laughs> it definitely goes places. It just was hard to remember exactly what happened playing like a chapter every, you know, two months or something like that. Um, every month or so, I guess is how the math would work on that. But, you know, I, I put it down, picked it back up, played it on plane flights for, you know, like, you know, three, four hours, depending on how long the flight was, things like that. So, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I wish they brought it to, um, like the Wii U or something, uh, at some point, but, but yeah, we, no, nope, not happening. Wii U is probably the only console you probably could have done it in its original form. From now on, I guess you'd probably have to just do like a standard dual analog stick setup, which honestly wouldn't be terrible. Uh, given with like how hand crampy that game is, maybe it could have, it could do well if you just say, Hey, let's just put, put the uh, targeting on the right analog stick. Although you'd still have problems with like the aiming during the on-rail sections, not being nearly as like responsive and precise. Uh, it would be a lot slower, you know, playing, playing a game where you can basically move the cursor around as fast as your hand can move it around and then limiting that to whatever the distance an analog stick can, uh, can can do at a at a time uh without feeling like you know overly sensitive is, is i'm sure a very challenging thing but yeah maybe it's just maybe it won't be the end we or the last we see of the kid Icarus series um i hope not i mean sakurai mainly works on smash brothers for better or for worse um i feel like when he has gone out of smash brothers though he's he's done good work um and i would like to see more more of his stuff outside of smash brothers but i do enjoy smash brothers so i can't complain too much um and i also uh beat alienation um i had a, a few friends who wanted to play through it so we sat down and played through it that's a that's a really neat game um i was also recently playing through helldivers again with with um one of the friends in that group and i really like the gameplay of helldivers a lot um which is like a it's like a top-down isometric shooter and, and helldivers made by the magica developers so there's like a ton of friendly fire stuff it's pretty pretty silly it's 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 challenging and silly the friendly fire stuff um um but yeah there's there's like no goal in that game it's, it's i mean there's a goal but like every all the 
um, progression is all community based. So it doesn't really have a lot of like a feeling of progression as an individual through your character. Um, so alienation is like a nice change in regard to, to playing that like top down kind of, um, you know, sci-fi shooter, um, and then it having an actual story and progression. So, um, I think the plan is to play through it on the, the harder, or I guess the world state two difficulty or whatever it's called. I, I don't really know. There's like, there's like a difficulty setting in alienation, but also, um, like a world state that like increases the levels of enemies and stuff. It's a little confusing, um, but yeah, I like that game a lot. It has a lot of really neat, like quality of life, uh, customization things, like quality of life features when it comes to customization. Like you can basically just reset all your stats whenever you want without any cost. Um, and there's also like these upgrade cores you put on weapons and those are also just like super flexible. You can take them off, put them on, you don't lose them. You don't lose the cores or anything like that. Um, and then when you want to re-roll the weapon, you re-roll individual stats on a weapon. So it's not like, you know, you get like the best stats, except for your damage is crap on this weapon you can just re-roll the damage on that weapon until you get it to a better position it's 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 a nice feature and and the all the crafting uh or not really crafting but the materials used for re-rolling are centralized into five components so so it's very simple to do um but yeah i like i like how the game plays and I like how it feels and like the, the missions are all kind of based in these individual areas that are pre-structured, so it's not like a random environment. Um, but the, the the areas feel like really big and open in a way that I like, and you you kind of go start from different positions in that in the uh, the environment on different missions, and then kind of go to different areas throughout the uh, the location. But I like it a lot. I, I, so I don't know how much more I have to really say about it. Um, but it, it plays very well. I was very surprised. I for I enjoyed Dead Nation, which is from the same developer, you know, that came out a while before it. But Alienation feels like just such a huge improvement over that game. It's just a lot funner to play. So, so yeah. So those are the two big games I played. I didn't play any more First Kiss Story, unfortunately. And I'm kind of debating where to go in terms of getting back into either Valkyrie Chronicles Four or Fatal Bullet. I want to get back to Fatal Bullet and finish up the DLC stuff. There's a lot of DLC in that game I got to play through. Um, so so I'm debating maybe going back to one of those is like kind of my long-term game for now. Um, but I also need to capture some footage for some other stuff. So so I'm a little hesitant to go too deep into it and get like, you know, start focusing my efforts on it. But that that's the hard thing with like, I need to make sure I have stuff done to, to keep making videos, uh, but also need to play video games. So... <laughs> so yeah, there's actually um, a handful of games I wanted to talk about this week week i think mostly switch games actually or at least also on switch if they aren't um there's a fishing star world tour i don't really have a lot to say about this game but it reminds me a lot of the um probe uh fishing games that are on the wii it's just got a really cute aesthetic to it um that's pretty much all i have to say about that there's a uh, probe also did the fishing mini game on uh nintendo 3ds street pass if you if you if you played that um uh, that probe being Yuji Naka's old company. And, and I, I don't know why, but Yuji Naka, I think, may have an interest in fishing. <laughs> they've, they've definitely done a couple of fishing games. I think it's called Fishing Resort on the Wii that I heard was actually pretty good. That's something I still need to get around to doing. I'm not much of a fishing person, but his games in particular, and I think the aesthetics of some certain games, like just like having kind of that like cute 
like pudgy look to it. And in the case of fishing resort, it's like a lot of like open world exploration stuff from where I can tell where you just go around and like fish in different spots. Uh, I like that. Um, fishing star world tour looks a bit more condensed down to just like, Hey, you're just going to fish at these ponds. And, uh, that's about it. But, but I do like the look of it at the very least. Um, another game that I, I, I don't know if I'll ever play is uh ninja box. Uh, it's basically this, uh, switch, um, uh, I guess you'd call it kind of Minecrafty. You basically like build a base or like a um, a um. It almost looks like a like a treehouse or something. <laughs> uh, so you build this base and then you have like different mini games you play to defend this base and stuff like that. Um, I would have to look at the footage again. I think there may have been an action component to the game as well. And there's definitely like a town exploration component where you go around and collect materials and stuff. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's based off an anime. It looks like it might be. It's like this kid with like a, I don't know if it's like a cell phone on his head that's like strapped to his head. It kind of looks like Yokai Watch a little bit, but but like a little off. Even the logo looks kind of like Yokai Watch, but a little off. Um, but it's not level five, uh, level five as far as I can tell. I can't remember who is developing it. I'll have to look at the developer. I'm going to link these four games that I'm going to talk about. Five games? I think five games. Um, so it's easy for you guys to, you know, find if you, if you do want to uh look into them further uh the other game I, I i saw when looking around this week was yokai watch 4 which i know we've talked about before but this was actually the first time i really sat down and looked at the gameplay it looks like during tokyo game show there was an extensive gameplay cut that they put out i saw a little bit of it from like i think it was like a shaky cell cell phone cam uh on the show floor for uh for yokai watch but um but yeah, so basically, uh, they're changing the formula. If you don't know, Yokai Watch is basically a Pokemon style game. And beforehand, you'd have like this little roulette wheel where you'd like spin it around, and that would determine who, which poke or which Pokemon Yokai, uh, Yokai uh, appeared in in their front lines, and um, and you could kind of like swirl them around. I'm trying to remember if this is correct. I did not play any of them, so I could be getting this wrong. But I recall that being the thing. So it was very much like a, a Nintendo 3DS series that was um, you know competing with Pokemon. It was very big in Japan. Came out over in America. Did not do nearly as well. So in Yokai Watch 4, they're actually doing a uh, like an I guess an action arena kind of thing. So you have three Yokai that are running around a battlefield fighting, and then you as the character is also running around, and you like shoot little laser beams from your hand. And it looks like you can also like transform into certain, I don't know if it's also yokai, if you can just transform into any yokai, if it's like specific ones. Um, but it, it has an interesting, like, I think what's interesting about it is that a lot of uh, Pokemon style games typically go for like a turn-based combat system or something like that. The exception being Spectrobes, which if you've ever saw my Spectrobes Origins video, that game is very much something that I liked a lot. Um, it feels a lot like Zelda in some some regards, uh, in addition to being a Pokemon game. That's probably not the case for Yokai Watch 4, but I do like that they're going for a more action-style uh, uh, battle system. The player itself, um, in addition to being able to like, shoot little orbs at enemies and then also you know transform... Uh, and it looks like they may have some melee moves as well with like some basic, uh, other like power up skills. Like one kid has his arm transformed into like a shadow arm thing. And when you punch, it does more damage. 
Um, so I'm not sure like how much v variety there will be in that kind of stuff, or if you'll always just have like a shadow arm looking thing <laughs> as your as your bonus skill. You could control the yokai as well. Um, but I think what was interesting is that you could also like grapple enemies. It looks like and grapple parts off of them a little bit. Um, but it seems like it may have been like specific to certain points in the combat. So it, it doesn't look like you just like grapple anyone at any time, like in like a freedom wars or something where you have like that, that, uh, uh, thorn where you could grapple the big monsters and like pull them down and stuff. Uh, it looks like it's mainly for like pulling, like recovering MP or the equivalent of MP. I think it says YP on the trailer. Um, and then you can feed that, that YP back to your other yokai, I think as they recover, as they run out of YP. So you're kind of like a stat manager. Um, and then you can also like pull out, uh, parts that you can throw on the ground and then beat up. And then it's like extra damage, I guess. Um, basically as far as I can tell, uh, there's only one boss fight they really show. And it's like this guy with like this open gut. So maybe not every enemy has it where you can just like pull their guts out <laughs> and then beat them up on the ground. Um, but yeah, I think there's something really interesting that might happen there. And, and as someone who liked Spectrobes a lot, which is a very action oriented Pokemon style game, I think this as a potential Spectrobes origins, I should specify, I have not played the original two, two original DS Spectrobes. Um, I think there's a there's a, a lot of potential there to be an interesting game, and I'm really hoping it gets localized because I'm not sure where level five is standing right now in terms of you know wanting to pursue the American or market. Um, I mean, Yokai they tried to 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 make it take off here, and I feel like after Yokai two they kind of stopped. I guess Yokai Busters came out here, uh, the like the Ghostbusters style Yokai Watch game, uh, not too long ago. I think Yokai Watch three still has not been localized. Um, thankfully 3DS seems to still be getting some releases from here and there. Um, so maybe there's still time for that. Um, but then also they said they were going to bring snack world over level five. said they're going to bring snack world over in 2018. It looks like I'd actually have to double check the source of that. I just saw it like on the Wikipedia page saying that that was the plan for the rollout, but I don't know where that was from. So maybe that's wrong, but, but obviously snack world did not come out over here. Um, which, which I was like, oh yeah, Snack World, that game. Um, it's like a, it's like a pretty cool little like action RPG that kind of looks like, um, what was that other series they had? Uh, Something Life was it Wonderful Life? Oh, it's killing me. I gotta look this up. Sorry, I need to, I need to know what this series is called. Let me look up Level Five franchises. <laughs> uh, Level five. We'll just look up their Wikipedia page. It'll probably be on there. Um, while I'm here, actually, did that other Layton game come out? That the Lady Layton or whatever. Live Wikipediaing the best podcast content there is. So let's see. Snack World. Inazuma Eleven. What was it called? Oh, it's killing me. Fantasy Life. That's what it was called. Um, that came out for the Nintendo 3DS. And I think there's also an iOS version as well. That latent game did come out here on 3DS. It did not come out here on Switch. That's sad. So, yeah, I wonder I wonder what Level 5's doing in terms of localization stuff. Um, I, yeah, I wonder if they're giving up on the U.S. market. That would be sad because I definitely want to play Yokai Watch 4. I want to play Snack World as well, but I, I also don't know if I would really go out of my way to play it either. But maybe maybe I will. We'll see. Importing it would be a terrible idea, but maybe that's something I want to do. And I, I kind of want to play the Yokai Watch games. I've been thinking... Think, 
as I complain about portable games uh, now, I've been thinking recently about maybe getting a 3DS capture kit. I'm afraid if I talked about this last week or not. But uh, just to be able to display stuff on a monitor and then be able to capture it so I could cover it. You know, I love Monster Hunter stories on 3DS. Um, I just never play it because it's on 3DS. <laughs> There's an iOS version as well um, in Japan, but that didn't get localized. And I, I don't think I'd play it on iOS, but if I could emulate it on a on a PC, I probably would be more likely to play it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's something I, I'm trying to do a trip to Japan later this year, so I don't want to spend too much money. Buying a capture kit for 3DS is not a cheap uh, endeavor. You're spending hundreds of dollars, typically at least $300. If you can solder on your own, it is actually a lot cheaper, but I cannot solder, nor do I have the tools to do so. <laughs> so, so yeah, maybe someday. I don't know. Well, I'll have to think about it. We'll see how the year goes, and then maybe if I if I end up with some extra moolah, I will uh, I will invest in a 3DS capture card. So then we could cover both DS and 3DS games, which would be fantastic. Um, or at least cover them easier. I always say I can write articles about them. I still need to write a Love Plus article. Anyways, back on track. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's some more um, footage for Umihara Kawase. I think that's coming out in Japan relatively soon. Uh, Umi Umihara Kawase Fresh. So this is like the, the new one that they... Uh, have I saw that it was originally supposed to be more like a open adventure kind of game where like the previous games have always been like very stage based you basically start being a stage and there's like doors throughout the levels and you go into the doors and that doors take you to either the next stage or it warps you to another stage so you can go from stage two to stage 10 things like that and you can just basically find all these paths through the world to find different bosses and things like that um I thought this one was supposed to be more open and the levels definitely look bigger um, in a way that's a little concerning, actually. Um, but basically, it seems like there's an objective you're trying to get on each level. And so I'm not sure if it's like sharing the same space on different objectives, but it seems to be a very clear end goal. Like in one, there's like collect these weird orbs from the tree. Um, and then another was like get to this bunny person's house and stuff like that. Um, um, but when, oh man, the, the, there's in one of the videos they, uh, or the most recent video they, they had posted, or maybe it was just some random gameplay I was looking at. I'll have, to, I'll have to see what it was again. Maybe it was just like a Japanese website covering it. And they had posted some gameplay. But um, yeah, he like hooked at the very top and then fell all the way back down to the bottom. And it was uh, not a long or a short trip back to the top, I will say. Um, admittedly, that's something that happens in all those games and has always been a challenge. But I think the level just seemed a lot longer. But it's been a while since I played Umihara Kawase, so maybe it wasn't that much bigger, or maybe it just looks bigger. There's also a hunger meter, which uh, is just like, what is, what? Why do I need a hunger meter in an Umihara Kawase game? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if you're like eating the fish as you go through and like pick them up, or if you're eating fruit off the trees. There's definitely like orbs and stuff floating on trees sometimes. Um, so yeah, I'm really curious to see what that game ends up being and how different it ends up being. It's definitely aesthetically very different, although it has that problem that I think all of the, uh, the, uh, games that developer makes has a problem with. I don't know why they're, why this happens, but like their, their 3d character models always come off as like super pixelated in a way. I don't know if it's like intentional, but it's like almost like you're looking at like a, a 3d game running in 1080p in the background and then the character model is like running it was like being rendered at like 480p it's a weird it's a weird look uh if you look at blade strangers it has that same problem um i'm not sure why that happens 
but uh yeah but either way it's a minor grievance i i'm definitely looking forward to that whenever it comes out here i don't remember i don't think there's been a u.s release date announced but i think it was announced that it will be coming out here eh, double check though Double check. Um, and then the last game I saw and, and took a look at was a game called Bright Memories Episode 1, which is like a Steam uh, early access game. This is actually a, a, a first-person shooter, but what I actually like a lot about it is it has like a lot of melee action involved into it. So you... So it reminds me a lot of, uh, I guess, like Red Steel 2. So there's a lot of like, uh, yes, there's like shooting and stuff. But when you get close to enemies, there's a lot of like sword swiping. And there's a lot of like mo momentum based moves and stuff like that that make it so you can move around a lot faster in combat. And they in, in the article I was uh, looking at, I think it was a four gamer article. But again, I'll, I'll link it. Um, They're basically comparing the combat to something like a Devil May Cry or a Nier Automata. Um, I don't know if I agree that Nier Automata feels that way. Nier Automata is a very mashy game, <laughs> um, for what it is. Uh, but yeah, it, it's got an interesting look. It's from a Chinese developer. Um, it aesthetically kind of looks like Gears of War almost. Um, although there's like a literal bonfire in the text that pops up is like the bonfire has been lit or at least one of the screenshots show that I don't know what it is. It looks like a copyright infringement. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I I'm interested in checking it out. It looks like it's available now. It's like $7, something like that. So I might, I might give it a look. Um, I don't know how long it is. And I, um, I typically don't mess with early access games very much. I, I, I liked, I like playing through a game all at once and then just kind of being done with it. Um, if I can, I mean, obviously when it's RPGs, I always seem to break off at some point around like 20, 30 hours and then have to come back to it. But, but yeah, I, I think it's a really neat looking game. So, so yeah, I had a lot to talk about this week. So thanks for listening to me ramble. Um, I did the final cuts for the team innocent video and the mighty number no. nine video. So team innocent video is coming the last Tuesday of January, mighty number no. nine video coming the last Tuesday of February. February. That's a word. Um, still working on the Shaman King article and I think, or uh, Shaman King video. And then I think I figured out how to get uh, Gun Gauge, the script where I want, or that, the script I was writing, which I said was coming, turning out pretty bad. Uh, I think I, I know how to turn it around and get it to where I want it to be. I think the problem was, is I was trying very hard to avoid talking about like 90s style a bit like it's it's really hard because you don't want to and i wrote an article a, a long while ago about like fighting the inevitability of nostalgia i think it was called um and you don't want to like throw yourself into a hole where you're defined by the decade you grew up maybe not defined by but you don't want to end up in a position where you can only enjoy something from the decade you grew up in or at least i think it's like short-sighted to say hey, because I grew up in this decade, this is better than what is currently out there, something like that. So I think there's a very fine line. I think you can appreciate things, though. Like, I didn't, I was not alive in the 80s, and I can appreciate 80s stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a fine line with that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I need to just be more forward about being like, hey, this game is mostly cool because it is super 90s <laughs> in its aesthetic. It is, like... Yeah, it's it's a bit it's a bit much, and then from there lead into talking about the rest of the game rather than I immediately open talking about the controls of the game, which are not very good. So that's not a great first place to start. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, otherwise that should be it. Uh, I streamed Quiet Man this week, so I think that post goes up. Oh, I think it's already up on the website for the Quiet Man. Uh, it's a lot of me just staring at nobody 
saying anything because everything is muted if you don't know how that game is um not a very good game <laughs> um but i'll be playing it with the audio this time uh because the second playthrough you can do where you can hear all the voice acting so that's gonna be happening on thursday we're gonna skip the quick play stream i think i'm still committed to doing spy fiction for the next stream but i don't really know for sure if that's what i'm committed to yet <laughs> We'll see. I'm a. I think I'm a little in a bit of a wishy-washy. Don't know what I want to do. Space at the moment where I have just a ton of games sitting on my desk and I don't know what I want to focus on and get through. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be it. Thanks for coming, and I hope you have a great week. Uh, OneControlReport.com is the website. There's probably not gonna be much going up this week though because there's no quick play stream either. So um, my apologies. <laughs> My apologies. The week after next, though, Team Innocent video. Look, look out for that. So, also, uh, if you if you're on the YouTube page, I'll try to wrap this up as soon as possible. If you're on the YouTube uh, channel, subscribe to it. Um, I changed the name to One Controller Port, so it's no longer a Coolian. So, just just keep that in mind. If you see One Controller Port show up on your YouTube feed, if you're listening to this podcast, I assume you know what it is. But hey, just as another warning, I guess. So, yep. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.